This is the Mimi for Coffee podcast. joining me today i got an amazing artist uh, who's native to my country canada vivian nicole tesler how's it going i'm great how are you good good i got my uh tim horton's dark roast it's, i'm very uh, jealous podcast i'm very jealous by tim horton's uh maybe not financially but uh you know in my in my blood it is right. um, <laughs> it's 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 the, it's the only one that hasn't burned me yet um <laughs> but i mean i haven't spilt it on myself um so you you're from from the Toronto area. Um, what what is your favorite combo going to Tim Hortons? Oh my goodness, I haven't had Tim Hortons in the longest time. I guess the thing that I miss the most with Tim Hortons would be obviously their coffee, but and this is so random, but I love their bagel and butter. <laughs> yeah. Totally random, very plain, but like I don't know, there's something about it. You can get it anywhere, but it's I love it. The cheapest thing on the menu now, like a, a muffin and a coffee is like six dollars, and I know. Um, I think a bagel and butter is like bagel like, and butter. Anything. I just remember going through the drive-through and just getting bagel and butter and coffee. Yeah. So I like I was. It was more the experience, I think, than yeah. the actual. Yeah, it's the most affordable place in Canada to go out with your family, um, especially me who has a family of five, and it's like, hey, what do you want? What do you want? And it's like eighteen dollars. Like, of course, I don't really eat out that much but i'll grab like a donut and whatever like that you know the nostalgia right. you know, double chocolate right. um, speaking about nostalgias and and all these cool genres that you're trying to bring back something really cool disco um you got a track called discomatic you got an album called discomatic coming out um tell us all about it why disco so it's you know it really goes back um probably my entire life like it it has been something that's been on my mind forever and I initially started in musical theater. So I was a theater girl, uh, mostly my entire life. Um, and, you know, when the opportunity arose for me to record a record and I was speaking to my producer and we were kind of, you know, brainstorming, brainstorming back and forth what exactly we wanted to narrow in on. One day I came into the studio and I said to him, I really want to do disco. And he kind of looked at me like I was bonkers. He's like, why disco? Why now? And why have you never mentioned this before? Because we, we never really talked about, you know, I needed to do the disco thing when I first started, you know, recording this record. And um, and he's and he kind of like, you know, t- took a step back and I said, you know, it's been on my mind my entire life. It's a lot of the music that I that if I think about a lot of the music that I listen to is from that era, but it's very disco centered. Um if we're going to talk about disco, you know, Gloria Gaynor is one of the first songs that I ever sang live was I will survive. So it was something that was, you know, in my blood and I can't really pinpoint a time and say, okay, this is, was the time. And you know, this, this moment inspired it. It was an ongoing thing since I was a kid. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Same with me. I have a, have a, a love hate relationship with metal and rock and roll. I don't know what it is. It's just. Why love and why hate? Um, well, so it's, it's something that I, you know, I think a lot of people go through, you end up listening to music, um, like Metallica, 
uh, or like Red Hot Chili Peppers, and you over listen to them, and it's like uh, you 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 love and hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers because you listen to that music over and over again, listen to the whole thing, and then you get kind of tired of it. That's the hate part. You put it away. You don't want to mm-hmm. listen to it. You don't want to hear it. Um, of course, there's other bands on the radio stations around here that they just play constantly. That's good for their pockets, but it's really boring for me to hear over and over right. again. I'm like a top right. 40 format. Um, right. my, my love uh, for for music um, is the love part. And it's like, yeah, I can listen to Metallica, um, but I'm more open to listening to newer bands and and and, and discovering at different horizons and, and diving deep into um discographies of um you know iconic rock and roll bands like you know even uh solo artists like david bowie um mm-hmm. again, a, a random album like just i've got like a messed up uh you know want to listen to more music and, 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 and uh, discover more. Uh, and, and, and I know a lot of newer bands out on the scene and it's really cool because uh, it's a bit refreshing, right? And I wish that they had the, the same opportunities that, you know, a lot of these bigger artists have and, and were on the radio. And um, it's nice sometimes to talk to some of these smaller groups and give them some guidance, connect them with people in PR and, and right. uh, people in like the industry and stuff like that. And, and then, then they get to see like what it takes. I mean, to, I think to make money, you got to spend some money in the music industry, Very um, true. whether it's promotion, uh, radio tracking, which means you need to hire somebody to get your music on the radio. It's not how it used to be. Um, no. A lot of us used to be related to mobsters back in the day. We kind of, push and shove our way onto the radio stations like Frank Sinatra and mm-hmm. in the four seasons. But um, how, are, what are some of your struggles now to get the word out about your project? I think you kind of nailed it. I think you, you, you said it right now. Um, I think it's been the streaming and everything has been great. To be honest with you, I've it, it's, it's going quite well and I'm very impressed um, by everything that has transpired. But, you know, to talk about, you know, Spotify or all the, you know, streaming labels and everything that goes on with that, that's a whole other beast. Um, It's not easy to be seen. And that's where, you know, with the internet, you have so many people putting out music that it becomes such an, like this enormous, um, you know, cloud of new music, new music, new music, and everything seems to get lost. And so, like you said, you know, promotion and, um, you know, visibility would be probably where, you know, I'm, I'm right now, you know, working on, like we were talking about before, I'm working on my promotion, but visit continued visibility um, within that whole hub has been probably the hardest part currently. Yeah, you're right. It's, um, I mean, unless you have someone that can open that door for you, sometimes it, it takes money. Right. It takes, you know, people do do that as a profession as well. It's not like the olden days where your buddy's your manager, Um, like your manager, you have a manager, right? Uh, Right now I am currently in talks with a manager. Cool. All right, cool. So there's a producer that helps you to guide your music. And going back to how you introduced, like that you want to do disco to your producer. um, He must've been like, she's not serious, is she? And then, no, that was the exact reaction. He's like, no, 
Yeah. And I was like, well, I was, all, I was always a throwback girl. Like I was always somebody that, you know, loved Liza Minnelli, loved Judy Garland. I grew up on stage. I'm a th- I was theatrical and continue yeah. to be theatrical. But um, so the throwback thing wasn't the thing that that took him off guard. It was the fact that it was disco. And yeah. I said, you know what? At the end of the day, you know, the disco era, specifically disco era, was a probably a probably from a a decade, let's just say a decade. People think it's less, but it's about a decade from beginning to end. But it had such an impact on society in that time. And I actually, as I was reporting the record, I was like, I see so many similarities today as I do in the 70s. And when I was researching deeper and deeper into the 70s, as I was writing the music, I was like, there, there literally is a timeline parallel in so many ways to today that I found it in a way, a little bit of a spiritual um, calling, (laughs) if you will. Like I I didn't think of it that way at the beginning when I started it, I was like, I really, really like this. But as it was going, it kind of went into that, you know, maybe this is something that people need to hear again, you know, or maybe they need to, a new audience needs to experience this very impactful moment in time again you know so well the influence of disco is in today's music like i mean like hear other remixed bits and whatever everywhere history does repeat itself in music right because someone who's a dj is just going to rip that sample make it their own uh give those people royalties hopefully and uh and make millions of dollars off of it i mean i think uptown punk maybe that that had some kind of a was it was it in the disco area era that 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 clip there Uh, i'm not Um, sure well you're you're kind of nailing it with bruno mars you know he's doing a lot of that dua lipa is doing a lot of that Mm -hmm. you know um regarding the the people taking samples and and ripping i mean you can find that in the last 50 to 50 60 70 years like if you go back and they don't need to pay for a lot of that so there's some interesting like things that are happening where there's timeline stuff where somebody can actually take music from somebody else which sucks it's so sucky that that happens you know but you know these are the things that are happening with my record um i want to mention that everything was as much as I could make it original, everything down to each instrument that was played live. Like it it was, nothing was, um, uh, what's it? I'm, 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 like ripped or ripped. Yeah. No, zero rippage, no rippage, nothing, um, digitalized, nothing. It was a disco record from the 1970s. That's what I did. So, you know, if there was any inspirations that I had, I mean, I had them and I came up with them thinking it was on my own, but it wasn't like, I'm going to take this sample or I'm going to take this, you know, with intention. But yeah, no, it was, it was very, very organic the way that this whole thing transpired. Well, so far, it seems like it's a pretty cool process, right? Um, to hear somebody doing a disco record is, is almost, um, it's it's hard to think about but you do it very well that first track discomatic that i listened to up on spotify i loved it like when is the new the the whole record coming out the whole record is going to be coming out over the next few months but we will be releasing near uh toward the end of october november the second single which is called millennium force i'm just gonna say (laughs) what's it called millennium force 
Okay, that's super cool. I, yeah. Millennium Force as in like Star Wars Millennium Force? or Millennium, Millennium Force as in there are lyrics in the song called Millennium Force, oh but thank God. you for making that connection. <laughs> awesome. I, I'm a bit of a Star Wars freak too. So I was like, all right, Millennium Falcon, Millennium Force. <laughs> was like, was Listen, it's the same time period. We're all good. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, you'll have to perform in bell bottoms and stuff, though. Just so you know, I don't know what what other kind of uh, uh, '70s attire is out there that you're thinking about wearing. Oh my god! All I can think of is if I were to perform on stage with you, to have to have like an afro or a perm or something. I just don't think I could do that. Um, But that's so awesome. Like yeah. that's so awesome. Um, well, it's it's interesting to me that the whole disco ball thing is coming back like crazy. And that I started working on this record three years ago. So I, you know, I started seeing disco balls and I'm like, what? The? You know, maybe that ties in with that spiritual thing where it was that in, you know, the stars and the moon align and I'm and I'm working on this record and everybody's going sort of in that way. But like I said before, you know, I'm going a little bit off of what you're saying. Um, Dua Lipa has been sampling and doing a lot of this you know yes it sounds a little bit more 80s but a lot of the 80s stole from the 70s so you know like this it's out there it's just not being called disco yeah and some of the biggest songs today are like covers from the 1960s so it um the 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 best part about music is about freedom and some people don't realize that right um the 70s was about freedom is about the the disco genre is about freedom like get out on the friday night or saturday night and go dance and enjoy up the, the enjoy light up floor enjoy your friends like there's no phone to go home to and right. or whatever like you know whoever, it seems almost it seems almost magical like it seems yeah. like I, I want this now again you know yeah yeah it's we're tied we're tied to this thing yeah it's like it's kind of cool but it's kind of it, maybe hindering or depressing at some points because it's like people can find you and um, especially if you're running a business you're always kind of glued to it if you're a musician like hey I'm trying to do social media I I always have to do a post I always have to do this or whatever like that so now you're kind of up on that right and I understand because I play in a band I do on this podcast Um, I run a family account on the side you know it's (laughs) okay yeah all that stuff, but back in the seventies, is like if you were good, you were good, right? You like were good. in the scene, yeah. people were able to take a chance on seeing people that they didn't know because all about word of mouth. I really hope this, yeah. this takes off. Like I, I believe it will because thank you. It's unlike anything else. Um, I looked up disco, um, new disco on Spotify. Yeah, there's a few people, but none do it as well as you. So thank you, um, thank you. That that really means a lot. Seriously, well, I, I really meant that. So, thank you. <laughs> no, I know you're honest and authentic, but thank you. So it, it's 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 hard. It's like right now. It's very hard yeah. to create a, a successful record, and. Right. Um, and do it well. And I, you know, I, I thank your, you. your producer, your producer, maybe he's in shock that he made a disco record still. Um, just because like sometimes, you know, you go into a studio and it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do a disco record. And he was probably waiting for you to change your mind. So um, it happened. And uh, it happened. Are you going to do but another? I'm persistent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We actually, we were talking yesterday. Um, it'll be a follow-up record. It won't be exactly disco, but it will be a retro vintage. Won't give it away, but it's so cool and super, um, again, no, it's not anything, um, digitalized or 
like real, real musicians and, you know, really, really taking it back and staying with um, what was, I'm just going to say it, what was really, really representative of someone's talent and ability. You know, yeah. I love DJs. I love what they're doing. And I, I think that there is a, um, an absolute musical ability that you have to have to be able to create the things that they create, you know? So I no no shade on any um, digitalized music or, or DJs. Um, but I don't think that anybody would like sit and say, no, we don't need, um, we don't need real musicians or we don't need real instruments in music. And I think it's, we're going so much away from it that sometimes somebody needs to come around and be like, Hey, we need to stay human. You know, we need to stay grounded to where this all started. And it started with real instruments. And that's why we have some of the best music coming out of the 50s, the 60s and the 70s, where and the talent and the vocalists, like I'm a vocalist. So from the, from the standpoint of vocalization, uh, the people that I respect and admire are, you know, they are mega greats. They are the ones you aspire to be and the ones that really can't be taken down even to this day. You know, and I just don't think that um, sometimes I'm a little bit disheartened about what's happening with people going in a in a very um, like people are putting things out there that are very. I don't even know. I don't even know how to even express it. Like just there's not a lot. <laughs> there's there's not it's not even melodic. <laughs> You know, so and and it's that's the that's the tough part for me where I'm like coming from a world in my in my own head where I grew up in this stage, you know, situation. I listened to pop music. I grew up in the 90s and the early 2000s and, you know, loving all of those 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 bands and those that that culture. Um, but it was always about the old stuff for me. And that never faded. And I, you know, it never faded because it was good. You know, and I and I feel that if people, you know, if it's going in such a direction where it's all digitalized and it's all, you know, people are kind of just saying words and saying things and messages are being lost and, you know, talent is being lost. I, I really encourage people that have voices to step out there and, you know, you know, bring back that time where, I mean, the 60s were the best time in music, you know, it's, it's hard to say it's hard to say just this. You, you, you couldn't hide behind like the machine. You couldn't hide behind like the the garage band or whatever program, right? I mean, you just That's have to thing. be good and have a good sound. And I guess the freedom back then, like we talked about earlier, um, bands were getting signed through record deals, and 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 now it's not so much like that. And maybe that's what we need to do is just open up the floodgates, get more bands in there to help develop them, show them the way. Um, there's right. got to be another, another cost reconfiguration with the, the deals and whatever, but um, we all need to work together instead of just picking one out of like 10 or 20 million and, and say, Hey, these guys are stars because you know what, in the, in that 20 million that you overlooked, there's probably like, you know, maybe Four million stars, right? No, true. Very true. It's just they haven't had the opportunity to be seen. And that's where, you know, um, my mother, she uh, recently passed away um, from pancreatic cancer. So that was something that she always, she always said that with me, she always said, you know, you are seen to a certain point. Like the internet wasn't the way it is today as it was when I was, you know, 
grinding away in my in theater, acting, singing, and dancing. So she always said, you know, you're you're seen, but you're seen to a certain point. Now there's the opportunity. Yes, we we were like, oh, social media, social media. Yeah, but we can put ourselves out on social media, but so can everyone else. And that's where the whole saturation thing that I talk about becomes a problem. So you, yes, you can be seen, but there's so many people. So that the algorithm stops you from being seen. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's so interesting. Well, you know what, Vivian? I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your mother. Um, Thank you. It's uh, it's hard to talk about these things, right? And, and I, know. You know, I know her spirit will be gracing you over this new record release. You're, it's already been fantastic. And you can tell that maybe her spirit is behind this and blessing I, you. I, she was a strong woman, so mm-hmm. I think so. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. Thank that. you for coming on the show. I welcome you back anytime. Um, Thank you. Have a you know a disco freak um, version of the show one day, and you can play all your favorite disco hits. You know, so I love it. Let's do it. Thank you Thanks, so much. Uh, the last question I got for you is: uh, yes. How do you take your coffee? A lot of milk and almost zero coffee and a ton of sugar. Yeah, do you shake it up the, after? Oh, and a lot of ice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. You can check out. Uh, Vivian Nicole Tesler on Spotify, her official website. Check out uh, Discomatic is her single. And the next one is coming out very soon. The record is coming out very soon. It's going to be awesome. A flashback to the 70s, more modernized. This is fantastic. Take care. Thank you. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Meet Me for Coffee. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, share the podcast, and follow us on all our social media pages. You can check out meetmeforcoffee.co for more information. Until next time, friends.